Hi everyone, this is JP and uh, thank you for uh, joining me in the pilot episode of the Cobra Projects Conversations. Hope everyone's doing okay and staying safe, keeping healthy. And kumusta? So I'm very excited for this episode because this is the very first podcast that we have to pull. And and uh, having to have this uh, guest of ours is really an honor. Um, uh, the guy's very busy and uh, he really gave us the time uh, for us to tackle, well, get to know him more, right? But yeah, I hope everyone's doing okay. Uh, and recently here in Iloilo, where I am right now, uh, we are still under um, modified enhanced quarantine. So everyone uh, from ages uh, below 18 years old and um, senior citizens uh, aging from 62 and above, they're not permitted to go out of their houses. And we just had strict protocols with um, health and safety measures. You know, it's really hard. It's really tough, especially for our people who are having day jobs, you know, um, getting to limit the capacity is working on site. And uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, um, get to lose their jobs in the process. So it's really challenging, challenging times. And, and I hope everyone's doing okay. So recently, I just discovered, um, and because I'm really a big fan of movies, you know, I really love watching movies, especially those um, uh, live action movies, right? From from mangas, uh, cartoons, and from animes uh, brought into life. I'm really, really interested, and in, and it picks my interest really knowing and watching this. Uh, these movies and I just learned earlier today that Netflix Philippines by the way just uh, got an approval of airing the Rooney Kenshin saga and fortunately because we are airing this we're recording this right now um, June uh, 17 if I'm not mistaken no June 18 uh, yes June 18 and um and around 2 p.m. Uh, Philippines time. And uh, uh, I got an update from, from my Netflix account that uh, the Rooney Kenshin's final movie um, would come out later today at around 3 p.m. So it's just really in time. And, and, and it's a good timing for us also airing this or like recording this just to get by the hour, you know, and uh, it's really interesting. And um, I got bumped into this um, new trend. Um, and I don't know. I mean, people are getting hyped with the new BTS meal. And, uh, well, to my point of view, it, it's still nuggets. Um, it's still rice. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, the, how the, it impacted most of the people that I know. And it got friends or armies who, who's really dying to buy um these stuff and um i can like join a little bit of the the hype you know i mean the bts coke well it's still a coke um it's just that the um you know i i think uh how mcdonald's markets 
uh, the endorsement really made a big deal to our fandoms and and I do had a lot of friends and I was I was really laughing because um there are when when I posted the picture there are like a lot of my friends commented or posted if, if it was really serious that I really did this and I was like yeah I mean what gives right I mean it's worth a try and no hate comments basically so it, it's really really good um to to like really get into this type of conversations with people you know knowing their their uh thoughts about it you know there are even people you know hating each other because of the hype and at the end of the day i mean people appreciate you know your dps appreciates how how your undying um fandom is uh really living up to its expectations even stepping up to it you know but at the end of the day it's still us uh meeting new people um having new friends you know getting the same interests and whatnot. i think that's the most important thing um to live by you know um and and apart from these things uh that is really handy you know you, you can have it anywhere so it's funny that um i also get comments where um if you sell the <laughs> Um, the bags and 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 uh, the packages uh, to Japan, they're gonna buy it for for a certain amount of price. Like, really? But yeah, I mean, you, you can't blame people. You know, they they just had that kind of hype, and they're just very um, enthusiastic about these things. It's you know, it's pretty evident wherever we go, and uh, it's quite. Uh, it, it, it's not really something that we can uh, meddle. Uh, just because we have our own, um, we have our own self-interest. So, you know, let, let them be. You know. So, um, yeah, kamusta? Uh, and 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 I guess um, really hoping that everyone is doing well. Um, and right now, uh, apart from me being excited as a, like a kid waiting for the Rooney Kenshin, I'm pretty excited for this episode as well, um, because. You know, when when I when I got to the side in building this kind of podcast, it it gave me a lot of thinking. You know, got inspired with different people around the world. You know, normal individuals that carries over a very interesting story, and it's kind of like what this is. You know, cold brews conversations is just like being conversational with people that you know and really. Uh, checking on them you know how how they're doing and pretty much you know wanted to check what um they have been doing lately uh, especially that we have been separated uh for for a period of time because of this pandemic so you know we get to hang out once in a while and get to ask you know how they're doing so i guess that's pretty much the uh the essence of this uh podcast and um let me introduce uh the uh guest that we have so um he's a good friend of mine um pretty much pretty much everyone knows him in the scene he is definitely an art enthusiast 
it gets to meddle with a lot of uh, um, a lot of art mediums. He's an influential pe person in different forms of art. He's a good photographer. He has done skating, skateboarding. Um, he likes to draw, and uh, I think he he's also a graphic designer. He designs um, his own brand. Um, a good speaker and uh, a very much uh, well known in terms of his belief in life. You know, the changes that he's gone through uh, over the years. And because and this person was m my previous bandmate um, in, a, uh, in that group. And we've, we've been through a lot of, of challenges as well as we go through living the dream. Now, and this person really helped me a lot in, in, in my career, really, as a, as a musician. Well, you know, if you can call it a career, but yeah, he made really a big impact on that, how I live the dream. So I get, I get to thank him for that. Um, and he's definitely a music uh, virtuoso. So um, he's the CEO and a creative director of uh, the Sauce clothing line. Um, he's also um, the co-founder of uh, the Sound of the South production. Um, he's actually uh, a partner of mine there. Um, I think he's also running a business right now, uh, I believe. Apart from the clothing line, he's venturing out uh, different stuff as well. And, um, and uh, I, I get to see that because you know um uh he also were uh inviting me in a lot of stuff there so um he is the front man of a band named days before downfall um just a brief history on that days before downfall was was a fanboy of that band um they introduced you know well for me uh i mean personally they introduced the um, uh, Deftones uh, kind of vibe. They play Deftones. Um, they, they, they play um, Kesso. Now, back in the day, new metal was really the hype. And, and I'm a big new metal fan. Up until this day, I'm a big new metal fan. I listen to Korn, um, Rage Against the Machine. My favorite Deftones, um, of course, Linkin Park. And a um, whole, uh, whole lot of bands doing the new metal scene. And uh, he really made that kind of impact uh, in my days um, uh, during that, that period of time. And also, um, he's a good songwriter. You know, um, being with him for like four years he gets to think about these ideas, you know, um, in creating the songs. And, you know, he's just really good at it. Um, he's good in creating that kind of uh, uh, music videos, per se. Um, and, and I really like how he, he challenges himself, you know, um, in doing better as, as he progresses uh, into the career that he's actually doing. Um, and, and apart from that, I guess the vision that he has 
uh, in his band um, really made a mark on how disciplined this person is right now. Um, he he has done a lot of things, and I guess I learned a lot of things from him, especially when I was doing the band thing, um, traveling and being a disciplined musician. It, it, he really, I think, taught me of a lot of things in in and on how we get to gamble ourselves. You know, knowing that the piece of art that we are doing is something that is really not meant for mainstream you know and everyone knows that everyone knows that in in the scene um where they do not really have that kind of a idea on how uh this things works and sometimes it's really helpful if you get tapped with a friend who knows these things and he's one of them uh, as, I, as far as I can remember, I started the music scene around 2014 and shout out to Money Bart. Um, he helped me uh, build my track there because, um, you know, some folks really back in the day when you get to build a band, at times you're going to get into that platform if you are playing with a band in your universities or probably your co colleagues in college right so you get to play with with, with, with people there are even orgs there back in the day and it's really I think for my end it's really hard and challenging because I for one never had the chance to build that kind of uh, momentum when I was still studying because of a lot of things you know we, we had those dark times and uh, I think we get uh, to jive in um, in different forms, when we realize that okay, time by, and and uh, you get to meddle with uh, different things. So I was really not into that previously, but I I do love music, and and he brought me to that piece, and it's really good to consider where that uh, actually came, because uh, it's really exciting, you know, to know that. Um, we have this kind of people who's really uh, who's, who's really into who's really passionate about their uh, about of what they're doing and has been been doing that for ten years or more I, I guess so we get to know him that uh, later on um, and when we get to a point where you know I'm done doing the fanboying and stuff um, I get to play with him. Um, in in a band and it's it's really uh it's really an honor i mean not just for him but but for the other bandmates that i have um they they taught me a lot and and it opened my eyes into different possibilities that we have right now because um it's it's really good to be a part of a certain process where you know, you get to know yourself better because you're comfortable in, you're comfortable with the people that you're working for, right? I mean, it's not all the time that you get the chance to be comfortable with uh, building your tracks with other people. So it's it's really seldom that you, you had that. And, and for the most part, I guess this person really uh, probably had a greater um, impact as well to other people that we don't know.
So I mean, you know, he 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 can you know he can teach a lot of things to to a lot of people. So um, we hope to 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 like discuss that later on in in the podcast. But for the meantime, I mean, I've been listening to. I've been listening to different podcasts nowadays, probably because it eased my mind, you know, knowing the, knowing the uh, different areas, apart from blogging. And I, at times, you know, it's just, uh, it's just that vlogs at times may, may mean different, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it's just that, you know, how they strategize things and that they, they, them creating the content it's really giving me that uh, urge to really listen to to what's really the real thing going on, like in 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 an, in someone else's life, and you know they get the chance to deliver that and 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 uh, tell it to the world. You know, it's it's really good. It's really good and and exciting to know that these things are are really meant for uh, something something better, right? And and to a point where we get to, um, you know, where we get to um, know things uh, firsthand, really, I think that gives me an ease. Uh, we, we, I, for one, would really um, mean uh, a very good thing for people. And there's even one time where I get to listen to this uh this podcast um uh, stories before dark it's interesting because it's it's well it, it, it the person is narrating it has really a good voice and he also has given that kind of justice on how creepy his stories are and it's really good to, to listen to you know it's it's really real um and 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 it gives me proper knowledge of really understanding these things. Okay, so without further much ado, I would like to uh, introduce uh, the main man and the front man of, uh, of Shurboil, uh, our next uh, and our very first guest, by the way, sorry, uh, is none other than uh, Mr. Vicente Muscoso. Okay, so we'd like to uh, welcome everyone, our very first guest for the pilot episode, Mr. Vicente Muscoso. Um, and thank you for uh, accepting the invite. So, Lou, um, how is everything doing, Musta? Uh, you know, okay, man. I mean, uh, siguro, big impact. Is, uh, pero still okay, man. I mean, uh, the pandemic has been both a blessing and a struggle for... Music-wise, I think uh, struggle siya, no? for uh, musicians uh, since uh, it's uh, lacking the presence of gigs. Siguro dako, ginasya nga nga impacted. Uh, but at the same time, it has, kumbaga daw napukaw, ang other things nga capable ka of doing. Siguro it has been a blessing for for uh siguro sa tama man because uh, ang uh, creative side mas nagwa like uh, for example subong sa ako binangaen uh 
mas nag uh, ang banda ra gyapon but uh, still mas nag-focus ko siguro subong sa closing line and then sa luto-luto which is daw lugar ko nagiman siya nga yeah. ngahil ngahilig so okay man na daw at least daw amo na go ang side sang pandemic nga daw pambal kung daw nangin blessing siya pero ti siguro beneficial sa sa atin nga mga nag-obra sa BPO or nag-obra sa online right. kaya daw sige-sige mm. tiya mo sige-sige tiya mm. pero ang mga siguro ang mga naiguan siguro ang mga nag-pisto mm. eh nag-pisto ako mga uh, nag- uh, mm. nag-9 to 5 job kumbaga so and, okay ba na surviving yeah. ah and 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 the and the, the recent situation no, in, in Antique, right, just really, uh, really devastating to see uh, the employees of, of the Gaisano Mall right now. And I, I was scrolling eh, while, while we were waiting for, for the show to start. I was scrolling the uh, Facebook and I, I, I've seen that they're actually outside of the Gaisano Mall waiting for food uh, packs coming from the government. So it's, it's really a struggle, uh, especially nowadays na our capacity on site for each of the establishments are like being cut into half. And even just thirty percent. So um, I, I've I've known some who's really just asking for any help or assistance needed to get a to land a job sa sa BPO. So it's really hard. And um, recently, I just found out na, and I know I think you're a fan. No? Um, I just found out Netflix Philippines uh, just got an approval of airing the Rooney Kenshin saga. Uh, oh. Starting later, the final the final cut of the movie will be aired after this podcast. <laughs> it's 3 p.m. Oh. It's in Netflix. Okay. So, so I just but, thought you should know. I just thought you should know. Is <laughs> 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 so I waiting for this? Pero di ba ang ilang katlo previous? Is it available on Netflix or? It, it was never available. It was it was never available. It was only available in some countries. So, pero sa Philippines, it was sa never Philippines, available. Ah, okay. So, I just learned yes, yesterday, earlier this morning, when, when I was scrolling, na, oh, uh, maka-play siya. So, it, it, was, it was really good. So, I think some people are really waiting for that for most of my friends. Yeah. But anyway. And uh, siguro, uh, that's the most awaited because it's been pilaka years man since nasundan hmm. nila ang, ang Samurai X. So, I think it's, it's very, you know, it's uh welcoming it for those na who's really into ano into some rex and and even me di ba though last ko nga tanaw do that was dugay na gid four years ago for you ala eh siguro siguro it was a pandemic man that's why wala nila siguro na na finalize ang release but okay so going back actually sa antique nga incident actually since uh me myself is uh, from antique so and most of my friends uh, that I grew up with are from Antique. So it's very, uh, it's very sad to see uh, what's happening, especially if you're, uh, if you're from there. I, I know that there are people who's showing sympathy what happened, uh, what happened. But if you are really from that place, and uh, especially for me, that I think uh, half of my life para uh, dito, and. Uh, I have memories of being there and, and all of that. So it's just heartbreaking, especially it's the first mall of Antique. Uh, and that's, yeah, it, okay. it is the first that's mall nice. of Antique. And it has given so many opportunities for people in Antique man, to, to work. 
Kahiti, dako siyang establishment. So, dako siyang uh, pullman sa mga dikin nyo uh, na obra dito na makakita man na isang obra giving, giving them a chance to to work. So, doka devastating kung, kung panundaman mo. And I think it's a first time for so many years that Antique has encountered that big of a fire. So, uh, I think they are not equipped for that type of uh, incident. That's why makita mo na ngayon kasi lang from Iloilo and then Iloilo, which is no, tinuga na yan. I mean, travel mo pa from here to Antigua. It's, it's gonna take time and then knowing the distance from Iloilo hmm. to Antigua. So, dako, ganyan siya nga. Ano, dako, ganyan siya nga challenge man. Yeah, it was really a reach and I've seen the aerial view, numbers I view sa <laughs> establishment. It's really crazy. Grabe. So, I mean, yeah. But anyway, um, I, I know that you've 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 talked about uh the clothing line and your um mm-hmm. uh, venture businesses. We're gonna talk about it later on. But uh, what's keeping you up lately? Like, uh, keeping you busy nowadays? Uh, we've, we've, I think the last time we've seen each other, I think that was last year or before you last year. Back. Yeah, yeah, that last year. <laughs> last last so, year. Last year. So it's like um a very long time now. And then you know what 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 keeps you busy nowadays. Uh, well, there's a lot of things actually. So number one, it's uh, it's music. So uh, with uh, with the band, we're uh, well, given the fact that we are on MCG right now, so it kind of like stopped that we are meeting every weekend. Uh, I, I think I've seen updates that we have uh, uh, joined uh, Jesse. As right, uh, yeah. members, so mm-hmm. uh, it's actually an advantage because Jesse is uh, also into recording, and then uh, into synth. So it's it's kind of like an advantage compared to us. Before, diba, we would spend like uh, two hours in studio yes. just just creating music, and then kung pa. So it's it's kind of like uh, crazy doing that, but. Uh, I mean, we we put it uh, with the first album, but uh, for this one, I think it's 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 an advantage. So that's number one. Uh, still creating music. Number two, uh, I think uh, just doing uh, artworks. That's that's really keeping me busy every uh, every day. Not unless if may ginagawa ako ng anime or mga Korean drama, dami ng mga kasalukuyan. The usual. <laughs> The usual. So I think it's still the same. I mean, music mm-hmm. and then uh, art and then by just staying at home, I mean, there's so many a things that things you, can, you can do. Yeah, a lot of things that, that you can do. So, mana siguro ang mga bagay nga nagapasako sa akin. So, siguro yeah. the usual man before, may nasa siguro mga gigs out of town and all of that. So, it's still the usual things that they do uh, even before pandemic. And similar thing, I, I guess, because of this very first podcast that 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 I wanted to develop I, I think it brought that part where it was really the pandemic who actually driven me to build to do some things outside of what the usual thing that I do so it's it's really a normal thing for people siguro and I just gotta say this having Jesse on board was actually the I think the right mix for 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 the band to to to, to pave its way into the uh what really it should sound because I've seen the recording at seven man I mean um I, I was because uh, well Jesse for one uh, as far as I've known him is a virtuoso as well in terms of music photography yeah. and a lot of stuff 
So I mean, it, it was really a good mix. So that 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 was really an advantage. Apart from that being an advantage, is really a, an excellent pathway for for the band to grow. No? So that is something that I was following in, and it's like really really good. So knowing that you know you are building that kind of track for music, and ever since I have really have known you for for a very long time, um, the passion is there. I wanted to know exactly. Is this really rare that I actually ask you about this? You're 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 doing photography back in the day. Um, you're 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 uh, up up until now. You're doing creative designs and art. You're doing music, of course, and you were doing skateboarding. So I wanted to know where that all started. Now let's start from that because you you're uh you're a homegrown in Antique. So how is yeah. it like when you were little? What kind of music does does the family had uh, uh, a a benchmark of being a musician or how did it all start? I'm just curious to know. Uh, I think it's uh, it all started when uh, we, because I'm doing choirs already. I'm joining choirs. Uh, when What I was in elementary, I think that was during grade uh, grade five, I guess. And mm. then when I started in high school, I joined the choir. But uh, I mean, that's already part of the uh, the uh, musical journey that I have. Uh, I think way back, uh, my my mother's brother was also in a band. So uh, I think that kind of like uh, sparked the idea that we have that on the bloodline. And at the same time, my sister is also a singer, as the mom. So I guess it was really something that uh, I grew up into, uh, just uh, having everyone uh, into music in the family. But uh, on uh, on the side of me being on, because it's in Antique, I think it's very rare way before early early twenties, I guess, that you would encounter people who are. There are some, but I think uh, we are very scattered because uh, there's no social media. Uh, presence and all of that, so you really uh, don't see people, or you you really can't uh, uh, what do you call this uh, encounter people who are into those type of music, mm. like underground music right. and all of that. So mm. I wasn't really open into that first. Uh, my sister was into Backstreet Boys, boy band stuff. I mean the usual thing that you see mainstream. Yeah, so yeah. uh, that, that that thing kind of like uh, influenced me, and and then uh, I think that the the only the 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 time that I was really Uh, opened into like uh, having the idea of I wanted to form a band was uh, when I think watch the life story of Shakol in uh, MMK. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So uh, because the thought before of you being a musician, you need to be rich, of course, because mm. equipment and uh, if you're if you're gonna think what's you're gonna be what's gonna be the source of recording. Way back in the day, it's very hard. Uh, there's no recording studios. There are some, but I mean, it's it's really it hard. It's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it it's very expensive. So I was uh, I was opening to that, and I was I was uh, watching about Baloma's story, and then he was like. Uh, living on like in a rural area uh, in Manila, and I was and I was like so amazed that how he was able to build Shakol, and then they were able to tour and all of that. So I think that kind of like uh, gave me the jump start of me uh, uh, forming a band, and I think it just streamed from there. Uh, my cousin was the first one who was really into 
underground music because I was into hip hop after that. I was listening to uh, Eminem, Busta Rhymes, Sound of Putain, all that. So it's it's kind of like a long journey until my my cousin would tease me because I would uh, have him listen to uh, Andrew E uh, and Charles <laughs> yeah. uh tracks and, and all of that. So he was kind of like teasing me because he's already listening to like a uh, majority of the underground music that I was uh, just listened into, like. Uh, uh, Papa Roach and all of that. So he kind of like introduced me to underground music, and then, uh, and I think it just went from there. I started my first band when I was, uh, I think, around 15 years old. 15 years mm. old, and we were doing like covers of like Slash Up, and then. Uh, What's the name uh, of the band? Points. Points. <laughs> was, points I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Uh, the, the last time you told me about. Pens, pens, push pencil. Push pencil. Yeah, push, That's push the, pencil. Yeah. yeah. So, so Toinks came, like, came first. Toinks came yeah, first. Yeah, Toinks came first. Came first. Those that was formed with my uh, friends that I uh, used to play with uh, Counter Strike. So uh, uh, kind of. Like, but you're 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 yeah. si- you're singing already. You're not doing any instruments. You're you're singing already. I was, I was yeah I was singing already. But the first plan was for me to be the drummer. Because uh, the, the, oh, the owner okay. of the computer shop, actually, the owner of the computer shop was, uh, he's not a, yeah, he's a member of the Salvation Army. So uh, mm. there were music instruments in the church. So I, th- I think uh, like uh, one afternoon, we kind of just like uh, planned, uh, hey, why don't we uh, form a band? Uh, something like that. And it's just like, okay, so I'll play the drum last week because I want into Blue 22, uh, before we formed the band, so I was really into Travis Barker. I would like do air drums in front of the mirror and then just like imagining yeah, yourself yeah. in front of the crowd. So I was uh, really into that uh, type of vibe until uh, I think we're on that same uh, direction with our friends when we kind of like thought, like, why don't we uh, form a band? And then, okay, so who's going to be doing the guitars and all that? So I was actually wanting to play the drums, but uh, there's no vocalist. So nobody wants to sing, and then I was kind of like, okay, so I will be on the vocal. So I think uh, after that, it kind of just like uh, went on. Because it's hard for me before, because uh, what they're planning to play is, of course, uh, there's already like involved screaming. So yeah. it's, it, right. uh, it, it's, it's hard to do. I mean, uh, but uh, I think from there, uh, it just kind of like started after points. There's another band that I formed, which is uh, uh, Push Pencil. No, it's Public Suitcase. And then mm. after Public Suitcase, same it's same, same band member. No, no it's already okay. different. It's already different. So after after points, there's uh, Public Suitcase. Uh, we're doing covers of like Some Forty One, and then uh, Push Pencil. Uh, Push pencil we're doing. Uh, that's where I really started to uh, do some growling and then screaming because we're already doing covers of Finch and Finch, uh, some uh, of the screamo, uh, screamo bands. This, this is already like uh, mid 20s, like 2007, somewhere there. And then after that, uh, Push Pencil, uh, we changed our name to Days Before Downfall. So that's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that's an interesting one because uh, before the, the start of our show, I did the intro and it was like telling that I'm really a big fan of Days Before Downfall. Yeah. Because the influence of Deftones, Queso, 
uh, you guys opened my eyes to those kind of stuff. It's like, damn, these guys really rocks. And believe me, that that is still the the, the emotional <laughs> factor that I had when when I first saw you guys in 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 Lanai. It was like, damn, these guys really rocks. So, base before Dan Paul, Push Pencils have the same band members, or no? Yes. Uh, yeah. The same. We kind of just like uh, yeah. We we just change. Uh, the name because uh, one of our there's just like a commotion in the band and we kind of just like decided okay let's let's change the name but eventually uh, uh because we are parting ways with our previous uh guitarist during that time ken you know ken, ken? ken yeah huh. yeah ken so uh we're parting ways with ken because of course with some differences that uh, of course what you go through during your teenage years and right. uh, but that eventually uh came back. Uh, yeah, he returned. Yeah. He, re- he returned to the man. So uh, we kind of like decided, okay, let's change the name because if you don't change the name, you would still feel that he were, he's still part he's of the man. That's actually kind of like, that's actually kind of like the, that's kind of like a bad thing to do, but uh, I guess during that time, it's just like you're, you're not mature enough to. So so that that's that's that. And then we changed the band to this before downfall. And we kind of like struggled because uh, I think the members during that time were, were kind of like on and off. So we mm. switch members from, uh, because the original band, the original band members are from Antique. Right. We, uh, of course, some left because of uh, priorities and all of that. So uh, we changed the name and then it's kind of like hard because the members that we are, uh, Inviting different influences, so we need to switch the uh, the the music. Mm. So from from covering underrolls and uh, like punk, screamo, and all of that, we need to switch to new metal just to adapt to the uh, the influence of the new yes. members. So that's where uh, I was not actually introduced to Deftones until probably 2000 and, uh, 2008 by an office mate, and then when I First, your Deftones. I think it's the same as you. I mean, you would be very amazed of how it blew, great it blew the my mind. They are. Yeah, yes, it blew my exactly. mind when, when I heard it. And I just, and when I listened to Deftones, that's where I found out that, okay, Greyhounds and Cheese were getting right. influenced from this type of music. So that kind of like opened my eyes that, okay, these guys are the big daddy of, uh, of this type new, of genre. So metal, that yeah. kind of like, yeah, new metal. So that kind of like opened me up. And I kind of like Death Notes because they have a melody and then they were, there are parts that they are, uh, like their screams and growls. And he sings it. Yeah. He sings very yeah, well. It's, exactly. So it's that's, good. that's his advantage. And the way he sings, the budget, it, it's mm-hmm. very, it's very unique. I mean, melodic and stuff. Yeah, I, I remember like we're doing uh our, no no it's with days before downfall. I think we're doing covers of Deftones, and then I would listen to the uh I would listen to the uh to the music, and I would sing with it. I would sing with it. I mean, it's just normal. But when you're already away from the uh, from the music, and then mm. your band is playing it live, it's very hard to like find the tune for you not to sound like out out of out of tune or out of melody. So it's 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 hard. I mean, that's why I really I really admire people like Nico, like uh, the 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 local artists that we have here who are covering left tones like Nico from Steve Carpio is very Steve good Carpio. at that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's it's really that he gets out of tune. So, uh, yeah. So so I think that's my uh, musical journey from but, my, from from my sister and then going. 
So how did you guys got? How did you personally got into the Iloilo scene? Because I, I know it's it's a well, you you really had a very oh. interesting path of uh, music musicality. No, how did you guide yourself into the Iloilo scene? Was it was it with push pencils or you, it's already the days before downfall? And how did you come up with that cool name? I like I like I really like the name. So you know a bit okay. of history with that. So, <laughs> so for for. So for the name first, for the for Push Pencil, it was it was actually Ken's idea because his uh, his cousin was also into music, and I think it was uh, what do you call this? It was like a list of name from a band that his cousin was uh, with in Manila. So they were like this, mm. as far as I could recall, as far as I could recall, that's mm. the history. So there were like these names, and then Push Pencil was not chosen. So. Kent was like su- suggesting that, hey, why don't we use this name for for the band? And I was like, yeah, it, it sounded really good. And then it just like kind of like jived because we're kind of like on those uh, teenage years and all of that. Yeah. And then uh, the type of music that we're playing before, because most of the band are are into uh, like fourth and uh, bobo. They are onto alternative and punk as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that kind of like just uh, had a good mix. To the the type of music that we are playing, and then with uh, migrating to Iloilo, so fourth and our first guitarist. I, no, I, no, fourth was on uh, as uh, as a seminary. So he was like studying oh, as oh, a really? yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I so, did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> Yes, I think that his first first year until I think mid second year until he transferred in Iloilo. So the first guys was really here in Iloilo was uh, was Ken uh, Venture, our 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 bassist and our guitarist. So they already have like connections here. Uh, Mary Bell, uh, yeah, yeah, Mary Bell, yeah, Bell, and then his boyfriend uh, Kaloy on uh, factory overhead before we're, we're close friends even way before mm. they uh they, they become uh, they became a couple so we have this uh, so but even before that we're already like doing gigs in Antique and then just doing compositions and all that so we were kind of like making uh because way back on 2000 and uh i think five or four there's really no uh like a legit music scene in Antique because there's very few bands that are mm. uh, that are yeah. that are starting. So uh, we kind of like already made not, well not boasting, but uh, I think uh, like three of us, like uh, uh, three of the bands there, we are already making name uh, for ourselves because it's a small mm. it's a small town. Small town. It's yeah, it's very rare that there there are bands. So the Medjo and I, the Medjo. and then. So so that's that. So uh so after that we're doing gigs in in Antique. Uh there is this one time that there's uh Rakapalusa in CPU. Hmm. So uh, for Rakapalusa uh we were actually invited to to play there. That's actually like the uh the starting point of everything. Uh so how that's, the we guys... that's the first gig. That's the first gig. In in Ilo. Yeah, Rakapalusa. Okay. So we played uh one composition uh, one cover song, I think that's, uh, I forgot, but those were the type of songs that uh, it's like classic and then you turn it into mm. pop punk or, or a punk song. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those, those were the days. And then I think the other one I forgot, but we, we played three songs and we kind of like got the attention of 
the people because people. uh yeah because even before diba uh, for for us that it's kind of like even before insurable uh, for mm. us to really know how good we are we need to step on other borders to right, see right. of how good of a musician we are so that's even before uh, i joined sureball or we formed sureball uh, that's already the mindset that i have so i mm. told the guys by the because we're kind of like hesitant because of course uh, what type of music are we going to bring in in the city because it's you know it's, it's a different ball game no one knows us uh, we barely I mean, yeah. we we don't know how good we are as as a, as a as a musician. So we we took the challenge and then we uh we played there and then we kind of just like uh made a statement that okay we we are we we can do this. I mean, we can yeah. we will be able to uh take up the challenge here in Iloilo. So it, I think that's the starting point. And then after like, that, we can just like tap onto productions and then uh stream roll from there as well. So it was like bringing me back in the, back in the day when you know when we were traveling, Manila, going to Manila, and like it's it's a different monster. Now you don't know what you're venturing out to. It's like yeah, it's just everyone is on the go. So it's really really fun and exciting and interesting as well at the same time. And yeah, going back to the days before downfall, how did you come up with that with the name? Oh, so. <laughs> Okay, so the story behind that, so days before downfall, is that uh, so the the story was uh, okay. So we're already deciding that Kent would leave the band. So mm. uh, so w- days before we changed the name, we've already decided that we're gonna be forming a new band. So it's mm. days before. So downfall stands for stands for like uh, the, uh, the the disbanding of Bush Benson. Yeah. So, ah, so days before we disband, okay. we already decided to form the band uh, days before downfall. So that, that kind of that's like, interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a really interesting story. So before we, I, I know uh, I'm just saving the the best for last. Now before we discuss Sure Boy, um, you had different ventures. Say eh? one of the one of the things I that I like about you is that you're really versatile in different forms of art. You were doing skateboarding. You were doing photography. Uh, you were doing v- music video um, uh, creation. So uh, I think from those from those forms of art, how did you got into those stuff as well? Uh, I think it yeah because it it started with music. I mean, uh, music was like the the eye opener for everything because we're into excuse me because if you're listening to like uh punk rock you would be seeing music videos that there are people skateboarding at the back uh there are people yeah, with uh, yeah. like plugs or tattoos and all of that so that's kind of like one of my uh it's not really like a dream but of course i was really into those type of stuff until i i moved here so uh it, after i so fourth and i were like uh decide, uh we're planning to uh start to learn skateboarding that is back in 2000 and uh 2000 as well i think if i'm not if if uh oh. if my memory is correct so we got our first board and then we just started and then just like uh just like the the local scene you pretty much would be able to mingle with other people who's really into that so uh after that we kind of like known people who's already here in the city doing skateboarding and that's how i met Uh, the people who's into skateboarding here as well. So uh, when I did skateboarding, uh, 
that opened me up into filming as well. So that's where my filming uh, venture started. And then my my photography, because of course, filming and photography, it kind of like jived with each other. So uh, I have some few friends who's already doing filming and I was like thinking, oh, okay, so you can do this. Uh, and then uh, that actually also opened me into editing. Because of course, when you're doing videos, you need to learn how to edit. So I was, I was, I was like using, uh, oh, no, uh, editing, I already have that uh, in place when we are like doing small, well, we are not calling it vlogs before, but we're doing like short videos before already. Yeah, like, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I kind of like uh, started editing with Windows Movie Maker. So uh, when I went into skateboarding and then uh, had the idea of, because I have friends as well who's, who's like filming while uh, they're skating. They were using like Digicam because cell phone at that time is not really a thing when to use on filming or DSLR is like very expensive to, to buy. So uh, webcam, uh, I, uh, I have a, a webcam. So I was thinking, oh, okay, so why don't I start doing this? And then I started into filming. I actually focused more into filming compared to really like skateboarding. I kind of like just like skated really hard for like two years. And then after that, I was just like busy filming. This is the time as well when uh, I was deciding to uh, uh, put down music because uh, I think at that time it was already like uh, the members of Days Before Downfall were scattered. I think uh, we have actually had Alfred before who has played the drums. Uh, we have uh, John who played play the drums as well. So that kind of like we're on that uh, rocky uh, stage wherein I was uh, saying that it's like there's no point of moving forward because of course the uh, unstable members. So I kind of like focus more into skateboarding for I, I think four years or so until uh, I got into Sherbol. So I think that's uh, that's where uh, my my uh, my my likings for uh, skateboarding, photography, and videography started, and also for like uh, editing. I also started this uh, way back in two thousand eight as well, just using like uh, the first the th- the third gen iPad, iPad, iPad. Oh, yeah. I- iPad, yeah. iPad. Uh, yeah, iPad. It's like iPad. the iPhone, but th- it doesn't have uh, it doesn't SIM slot. SIM slot. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, so that, yeah, iTouch. So like, no, it's iTouch. iTouch, yeah. Sorry, it's iTouch. iTouch. So uh, we had that application. Uh, I think I downloaded an application and then I started just like drawing. And then I think that's uh, how uh, I got into it. And I was like thinking, oh, okay, so I can do this. So why don't I try to do more? And then uh, it stopped. Until I think it just went back when during the pandemic, uh, during during the lockdown, that I decided to really uh, try doing it, like really focus, and then just like spending time doing it, not just like doing it for fun. And and I think that's where it started. So I think it's a really a collaboration of all the things that I really love to do, uh, mm-hmm. that really start everything. Because I don't believe that you would be really spending time onto something that you really don't want to do. Uh, right. Because, yeah, it's just a waste of time. I mean, uh, it's not only because that okay, it's uh, it's the coolest thing to do right now. That's why I'm gonna do it. But it's it should really be something that uh, you really love to do. Like mm. that's uh, you really have you need to have that mindset that am I willing to spend time, effort, and money in doing this? Because if it's not, then you could be doing other things that 
would really be uh, beneficial or productive on your end. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that's how I always decide things. And the, the good part of it, knowing you, is like these are all self-taught, right? All of yeah. these things. That, yes. That that that's really a good a great milestone for someone. You know, I mean, I've I've known people who really uh, went to school and really learned this stuff really by the book. Uh, but you, I think, one of those people I know that really are are, are good in experience. Uh, in building yeah. your way out to these things, and so that that's really that's really inspiring now. And now moving towards the 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 you moving building the shoreball band. Well, definitely I know when it started, but <laughs> can you like uh, give the, the the listeners and the viewers uh, a glimpse of how shoreball started and where did we got the name and stuff? Okay, so uh, well, I think it's not pretty awkward. <laughs> Yes, I know, definitely. I, I know. I just wanted everyone to get educated, no, and like, uh, oh, the, so that they would know really where where we, okay. we started that. So, Shoreball is actually a project band uh, away from days before downfall because I think I was uh, going back into music during that time, but I wanted to venture out because my uh, for for days before days before downfall, uh, we are playing new metal like uh, like cheese. Uh, Deftones and all of that. So uh, my love for uh, metalcore, screamo, or should we say those type of stuff are still there. So I was thinking of like, uh, why don't I form a band wherein I would be able to play this just for fun? I mean, just for fun. And then during that time, I think I saw Marky on one event uh, that I was covering. Uh, He was with Ohana during that time. And I saw him. uh, I already know him with... uh, uh, with uh, IRC, but I haven't really seen him play live. So uh, when I saw him play live, I was thinking, you know, when you see Mark yeah. play, you would really see him with passion and all of that. So uh, that's really one thing that I was looking for. So I was thinking that, okay, I need to find members that are our, our main purpose before. You need to know how to perform. It's not yeah. that not only that you're just playing because uh, for, for us, I think really showing them uh, that you really love what you're doing, that's more than enough for them to understand that you really love what you're doing. So uh, when I saw Marky, uh, I tapped him and then I told him that, why don't we form a project band? Uh, do you know members that are uh, into this type of music? And then he uh, mentioned to me uh, Raymond, who's uh, their drummer as well at Pulse in Chunky, to, to join the band. So after that, uh, I think on one post on the group from IRC, I think he tagged you on a post. Uh, I'm not sure how you got... Then I actually forgot how you got into the band, but I think it was through Marky as well. Yeah, through Marky. Right? Is it through Marky? Yeah, because, no, that, that, was, that was... Yeah, he was actually playing around with, with, with the post. And then I like... I can like tag along because I, I we we already know each other. So mm-hmm. I can like chat with him. And then like, I think probably that where it started. Because uh, yeah. well, it's not a chat, but it's like I commented on that post. And then yeah. like kind of like he brought yeah, me to I, you. Yes. I, think, I think I actually posted a video, a, mu- a music video on the group. And then yeah. uh, I think Marky mentioned that, okay, uh, Let's let's cover this song, and then I think he tagged yeah. you, and then I think we kind of like ju- uh, yeah, it just yeah, it just went along after that. It's, yeah, it's but our but our first covers were actually still some new metals, right? 
We have yeah. uh, My Own Summer, yeah. Yeah, my own summer. <laughs> and then Lost Prophets. So okay, so going back to to the uh, today's trip short ball. So I think that's uh, we we formed the band, and then uh, after that, after the first gig, it was actually kind of like I was. Uh, I think there's no chemistry, right? We felt, no we chemistry. felt that it's also the <laughs> yeah. We, we felt right? the right, yeah. was cold. I mean, I mean, so yeah. it was actually like so after that. I think that's March of. March or May of 2014. So uh, we kind of like after that first gig, we kind of like uh, we remain friends and all that, but yeah. uh, we never really uh, uh, tried to like find a a gig or so until December of same year. Uh, we we actually had this. Uh, I think it just started again, right? And we just followed we, the we, post. We went. Yeah. We went back chatting each other and like okay, yeah, we went back chatting playing again. Yeah, and then I think that's where it started. That uh, okay, let's play cover songs and all of that. And then during the first, uh, that's where Sam already joined the band. So yeah. actually, yeah. Uh, Sam was, uh, I, yeah, I saw Sam uh, on a gig in Lanai. He was with uh, Fall. Yes, yeah, right, right. back then, right? Yeah. Fall. I, I forgot the Fall of Russia. The fall of Russia. Yeah, the fall of Russia. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. So Sam and I knew each other way back when we were skateboarding. Skateboarding. So, yeah, yeah, skateboarding. So until I saw him in a gig, and then I saw, oh, okay. So he he plays as well, and then I kind of like so, okay, he's good. And then it just stopped. And then until I met him in uh, Avatar, Avatar, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I met him. Then I told him that. Hey, uh, do, do you do you do you still play? And then do you still want to join, or do you want to join uh, with the with our band and all of that? And I, I kind of like because I think we're preparing for uh, Valley of Chrome Valley of uh, that time, and then we already have these two composition. Uh, and I think that's where it started. Okay, so going back, so we made uh, we made uh, Shatta and then Lady in Red on one take. So that's yeah. already a takeaway for us that okay, we're we're ready to form this band. So yeah, there, there is something. I think that's there is something. Like, yeah, we, we all felt it. Yeah. Then there is something. So the way Sherbol, why why we named the band Sherbol? Because we want I wanted for us to sound as if uh, that we are that others can listen to us. So I was listening to a lot of kamikaze mm. during that time. I was thinking of a catchy name wherein it's not formal. It's not uh, really, you know, we're, we're not forming a formal yeah. band based on the two songs that we made. Lady in Red and then Shata, those are not the type of songs that you would really say, ah, grabe yung lyrics, dalum-dalum, hindi ko ma, yeah. But those lyrics are just like plain, street, smart type of lyrics that mm. are catchy and all of that. And it's and it's uh, all in Ilongo. So, uh, I think we, I wanted the band to go to that type of direction until Sam joined. So, when Sam joined, I think we first uh, he actually just uh, on the first uh, on the first jam. I think that's the time we're in. Uh, it, 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 yeah, uh, no, it's yeah. it was. Oh, oh see, nice, see, nice, and the nice. Hmm. Yeah, Na, I think that was, uh, yeah. Okay. We were jamming, so, eh. we were practicing, yeah, we were jamming. and then the good thing that it's just near, just near them. Yeah, it's near. So uh, when Sam, uh, I actually talked to Sam if he wanted to join the band and then I didn't get any response for like two weeks until 
probably a day before the event. So when mm, I saw him yeah. and um, Avatar, I told him that, hey, we have a jam yesterday. But I already sent him the copy of Lady in Red and then uh, Shata for him to uh, sep- yeah, sep- or learn. Kumbaga. So uh, so the day, day before, a day before the event, a day before, or day of the event na to? Na no, before. Because we have, uh, no, we, we created uh, Injustice. Eh. Injustice? Oh, okay. So, yeah, we, we uh, Sam brought that very unique ano, riff. I think, I think it's a pressure injustice for Sam. That, that... <laughs> I think yeah. Sam is pressured as well during that time because it's, it's his first jam and we're like asking him Let's to make a composition. Yeah, like, yeah. straight up, make a composition. It's actually for us as well to see if he, he can create music because mm. there are musicians who's good at with covers and all that but having a hard time with uh, doing original. So I think that's good. So when Sam joined, I think that's where uh, Injustice came, the metalcore sound came and then Paolo joined the band and then we created Fear is the Enemy and then we that, was a, a turning point. that was yeah, a that turning was point. That was a turning point. And then after that, we got a gig in Bacolod which is uh, already too late because uh, I think it was last minute where uh, I got a message from the organizer in Bacolod to send us the details of our band. So I, was, I wasn't really thinking of anything of like, uh, I, I really don't have any time to brainstorm and uh, mm. think of what name of the band am I going to be using. So I just sent Sureball and then we made an impact in Bacolod and then made a couple more gigs there. And then uh, we really didn't decided anymore to change the, the band name. Right. So... Uh, Shoreball was not really the the best of a choice for uh, for a band name, but I, I on 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 a greater note, I think it has also helped us build a uh, a reputation because people would think Shoreball, what type of music do they play, and then they would see us playing yeah. metalcore. Uh, it's like oh okay, so so metalcore. So I think the name hasn't really been an issue since then until of course. Shoreball went to Taiwan and all yeah. of that, so it's it, it just it's, carried the entire the entire band eh, uh, yeah. along the way. No, they, exactly. the the beauty of of this, the the uniqueness of the name was like makes everyone um, get get the get the interest of like why why that kind yeah. of name and knowing why what that means, right? So I think the slang term itself really brought the name. I brought the entire band as well. Now, okay, everyone gets comfortable in the process, right? And yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, no one actually felt as as if uh, it's the wrong decision. But of course, given uh, we were actually like thinking before to change the band name, but uh, I think that was two thousand. I think oh uh, yeah, Purple is going two years or three years during that time, and we were kind of like thinking, why don't we change the band to Passing Through Kings? Uh, because that's the that's the band name that we were planning to change it, Passing yeah, Two Kings. So, I remember that. Uh, but, yeah, but we kind of like just said, nah, I think uh, yeah, let's... Right. It, we Paolo, Paolo, so Paolo wanted to stick with the Shoreball name because eh? he, yeah. he likes yeah. it. He likes it. Eh? Yeah, And we owe so much. And we owe so much. Right, yeah, with, uh, with, the, with the name. And I think it's already... Uh, we're already in that position that it's kind of like uh, if we change the name, are we... How are we gonna be building that type of uh, okay. name again for for people to remember us? Because 
people remember it as Sure Bowl already. So it's it, already it got stuck. Yeah, yeah it, it got stuck. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's actually the, the history of Sure Bowl, but it's a hard process. I mean, uh, from where we started, from traveling and all of that, it's not an easy. Uh, it's not an easy. Uh, uh, what do you call this? Direction to take Gen- because mm-hmm. we, uh, the, the journey is so hard that uh, if you would look back and just really uh, sit and think of it on how things really turned out. I mean, you would really say that how did it all happen? Because uh, it was, in, uh, it was then, really inspiring eh, as well yeah. uh, for other people. And I think one of the things I wanted to know, um, you being a veteran uh, in, in, the, in the scene uh, What's your creative process? Uh, I know that you 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 create good lyrics, you create um, uh, good songs, but what is your creative process in doing that? I mean, we've we've had uh, we've had experience uh, like one take, the boom, the entire thing is built and like it's structured its way, and lyrics are are, are just flowing and stuff, and you just have to uh, uh, rearrange it and then formalize everything. So, what's your creative process in doing that? Uh, I think the number one, uh, the, the first thing that is really ins- inspiring me to do uh, lyrics is that the band members as well. Because of course, if you see your, uh, if you see the members who's really putting their time and effort and everything there, you get inspired of doing it as well. So of course, as a vocalist or as a lyricist of the band, you need to make sure that your creative ideas are always there. So uh, I think I really don't have a, a process into it as long as I think my mindset when I enter a room and then uh, we start creating music, uh, I think that's where I, uh, I think get my inspiration. Because uh, when, when you see people who's doing their part and everything, I think you get inspired as well of, of, uh, of doing your part. And I already have like themes in my mind already, like just stuck there and then just waiting to be picked uh, that, okay, uh, because sometimes when we're, uh, when we're traveling or when I'm, I'm, I'm just like alone or something like that, I would also listen into music or, or other, uh, other type of genres. And then I would try to get some theme on that. And then I would, uh, of course, uh, okay, right. it's good to touch this point and all of that. So uh yeah I, I think there's really no no uh definite process in how mm. I create lyrics or create songs and all of that. I think it just comes natural depending on the environment and then depending on the mood as well that you are that you're into. And and I think I think we both agree and uh others as well. You're one of the vocalists or the voice in, in Ilo Ilo who can actually do uh excellent screams or growls eh? oh. uh, we had to accept the fact that, that that's really the reality of it so I mean is there like because I did it once and like I failed very very much in that and um, that's why I don't want to continue that way but uh, in terms of like how you do that no, up until this this very day is there like a, a technique or like when you when you do things or like you you're just it's just come out naturally for you? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, because I really can say because of, of course uh, I I started as a uh, newcomer as well in in screaming. I remember 
uh, when we are doing cover of Finch. Uh, and if you would uh, listen to uh, Letters to You, there's very few parts there that you would scream. And then when we are doing that, uh, ooh, the BTS, uh, <laughs> the BTS of <laughs> It's yes, there. sir. It's <laughs> very expensive, but it's very expensive. It's two hundred. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's something. But, but it's collector's but, item. And and the reason why uh, I asked, well, I was asking Divine to buy me chicken nuggets, and I was like, it's kind of interesting to to buy the BTS meal so that I can have something to talk about you know, before that, we that's... start. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna actually be expensive in the future because I think that's just collector's item, you know. Mm. I, I think uh, and then I think the price is gonna be going up if it's gonna be phased out already. Yeah, it it, it was quite, quite interesting because there are when, when I posted this earlier, a lot of people are asking me if seriously I really bought that, but they just I think some people don't understand. There are just like a lot of hate comments about it uh, of the fandom <laughs> and whatnot. I think from my point of view, it's not. It's 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 like me. Like for example, I I really love this kind of guitar. So by hook or by crook, I will buy it. And by the way, I'm I'm gonna get the ones from Epoy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's selling his guitars. So I'm 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 getting it. So like like that. I mean. Uh, I like it. I love it. So I really have to find ways to, to, to really buy it. So same similar effect, Siguro. And and like, come on, it's like yeah, it it has it should have a price higher than the normal nuggets exactly. because because it's marketing. It's a, you know, you're, yeah, not, it's, it, you're it, not only something. buying McDonald's, you're buying BTS exactly. included at that. So it's 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 part of marketing. If you don't if you don't want to buy it, then don't buy it, but don't hate on it because you're not don't buying hate, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are people that wants to buy it because of BTS. They're not buying it because it's McDonald's. Of McDonald's. course, they're buying it for, <laughs> for BTS. But that's the closest that they can be with BTS. I mean, come on. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. I, I just I was just amazed at those hate comments. Like, come on. But anyway, going back. Um. So yeah, that that key, Siguro, knowing you being having that kind of voice is really, uh, really made a big impact, man, uh, to the overall career of yeah. of of, your, of the bands that you're with. And this is very interesting. Um, uh, I, I wanted to move forward with with sauce later and and the uh, hungry fell I know, but before that, there there was this very interesting article I, I heard um, like two weeks back, I, and I know you heard it. Um, it's very controversial when Ellie Buendia said that. Oh yeah, him and their razor heads were never really friends because. People are pushing for something to talk about regarding the Minsan song. Eh? Now, now the, the Minsan song was like uh, they thought for a while that it's really for the the eraser heads being you know disbanded and whatnot. And it, yeah, it, it's not. It, it, and even when I when I listen to Raymond's um, podcast, by the way, this podcast was inspired by him as well. So when when that when that podcast came, it was like really. He was just really calm in saying that it was never really meant for eraser heads. But my real question is for I wanted to, to get your take on that. What what's your thought about when Ellie said that we were never really friends? They made uh, uh they made like what six, seven, eight albums for the course of like ten to how many years? And saying that part where we were never really friends, we we're never really close friends. Uh, what's your what's your thought about it? Uh, 
it's it's actually kind of like uh, I have mixed emotions in that. You know, I mean, when everyone who is in a band, and I think the bond even before without social media, I think it's stronger because mm-hmm. those people that you are with in the band with are like your close friends. So I guess same saying, but that's actually a. Uh, I would also say that it might be true because I remember uh, on one interview with uh, Raymond, uh, this is way, way back, I think, way back before, that he said, uh, this is with, with Sandwich as well, that mm. uh, with, with Sandwich, they are, uh, they, are, they are creating music with all their hearts and all of that. But outside music, it's like they have their own separate lives. Right. So I guess uh, that type of mindset uh, would you would really see that uh, it might be true because of course you need to consider for a certain uh, period of time on your journey as a musician that the band is a separate entity mm. compared to your friendship. So you can't be in the band and then you have. Uh, For example, you have like uh, uh, what do you call this? You ha- you you have misunderstandings in a band, mm. and that type of misunderstanding will bring the band down. So it's you're you're not bringing yourself down. You're bringing the band down compared to like pushing it up. So as a company, if you would just like to think of it as a company, would you uh, retain a person who's no longer productive and all of that and putting it down? No, mm, diba? yeah. with kicking mm. out. So going back to to the statement of Ellie, I think it clear. I think Raymond also cleared that out. That even though if they are not friends, they are creative enough to be professional in creating music. Mm, right. When you are inside the studio, you know your part. It's like an employee. When you go into the office, if you're like an IT, you're gonna be doing the IT work. If you're uh, on HR, you're gonna be doing HR. That is for you to be responsible enough to keep the company afloat or to keep the band afloat. So mm. I think that type of mindset of them as individuals, uh, because of course, for, for the longest time that they have, uh, that they are creating music, uh, they are, they are uh, what do you call this? They are uh, professional enough to understand their part. So mm. I guess my take on that, it's, it's really a mixed emotion because of course, uh, it's a big statement, especially coming from, from Ellie. That uh, they're not friends. I'm not sure. I really haven't read the entire. I don't know if they had like a. Uh, does he have like a document or like a? a, a I a, think it was a podcast coming from Sabe. Because Sab was Sab Bagalona of Jeets. Uh, was a close friend of of Ellie's, and uh, I think they they had a special exclusive. Um, a special exclusive exclusive interview with Ellie asking about the 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 very popular songs that they have. And then Min San came. And he kind of explained. And I think for, for my point of view, uh, people are obliging Eraserheads to be like someone like Parok or someone like, yeah. like um, Ichi Worms. Where in fact, um, and I'll explain it, they're not. Eh? I mean, there, there, there are, there, these are creative people uh, who just wanted to, to build good music. I think that that's where the mindset. And I think you're right. I mean, it depends on 
people eh. Yeah, and because I think uh when when they were in college, Buddy and Raymond are uh Dormates, yeah. Dormates, uh, yeah. And I'm not sure how Ellie joined the band because I think Ellie was... Uh, Ellie was a senior. Ellie was the one who actually was looking for the band members. He was the one who looked for the band members. So, so, so he... Yeah. If you would actually uh, look back into their generation, just like Bamboo and then Rico Blanco, they have the type of mindset that they are creative enough to understand that if they go solo their band members would still be able to sustain the band. So, in, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, but I guess, of course, I mean, I mean, you, you would be offended, of course. I mean, I, I, I think that type of statement would offend a lot of people who's looking up to them as, as a band, because yeah. of course you, you would expect, but it is what it is. I mean, uh, it's not like they, they did something wrong or something happened, Uh, after that, or or anything like that, it, it's not uh, there. There's uh, it doesn't have a gravity. Uh, the gravity mm. is not that big enough that it caused the band to fail because they they are successful musicians until now. I mean, you would see everyone from that band still creating music on the on their own, and I think they passed through that uh, that time that they understand that Eraserheads was part of their of their history. That history, of yeah. Yeah, it did not be removed, but they need to move on as well. I think only those people who, who really want to uh, push that uh, you guys are friends, you need to be friends and all of that. I think those that, yeah. Are, those, yeah, they are the ones. But I think Eraserheads themselves are not really uh, putting too much effort. I mean, they, they see each other, I mean, casually and all of that and gigs, and they still uh, jam into songs of, of old Eraserheads. Raymond is playing Eraserheads music with, with Sandwich. Ellie is playing mm. it on some of his shows with, uh, with, with other members. So I guess they're already mature enough to understand that uh, it was a great uh, part of their life. And I think they owe, uh, it's, it's not like they're saying that Eraserheads is, uh, it, it destroyed me or something like that. Mm. I mean, we wouldn't hear a statement like that. So maybe they're not really friends. So, I so mean, yeah, I mean, it is yeah, what I mean, to say that, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're they're creating songs that we enjoy until now. So I think yeah. thanks for that. And, but, and Raymond even that. incorporated that to Nirvana. Just see, Dave Grohl, uh, Dave Grohl actually, uh, I think released a statement before back in the day in Nirvana time. Now, after the after playing, they're not hanging out with each other. Kurt has his own lifestyle. You know, um, Pat has his own, and he has his own as well. And you know, for, for me, I think that is healthy. Mm. I, I I should say, because of course, uh, I I mean uh, to be honest, it's actually one big uh, factor if you became too close. Well. I would be a hypocrite if I if I if I wouldn't say that Sherbol uh, mm. is like a, a family as well that uh, mm. all of the band members are are close. But I think it's also a protective uh, approach for mm. you guys not to be so close enough, not to jeopardize the relationship you as a musicians and into the band. Because if you would try to think about it, if you are uh, the 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 connection is there and then all of that and then all of a sudden there's like a commotion. I mean we've experienced this with with mm-hmm. Sherbol, uh, right, so many yeah. times. 
and mm-hmm. and I think that's a bigger challenge as well for uh for the band to take. But I mean, if you would be uh professional enough already to approach that, or you're on that stage wherein you would just understand that okay, I want to get you as a bassist to play bass in this band. You as a drummer, you as a vocalist, and all of that, and we share our creative ideas in this band. And then after that, we are we're good. I mean, we're friends, we're but we're not uh, hang out or like meet each other mm-hmm. the weekends or. Or something. Yeah. Maybe after gigs we can hang out, but not really like uh, communicate. Like, hey, what are you doing? Do you have time? Like staying one house or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I guess uh, personal life is. Uh, it's it's good to separate your personal life to the band itself because mm. it's. I think it's healthier that way. Uh, just to approach, uh, that type of thing as like okay, we're just creating music and all of that. We can correct mm. each other because professional but at the end of the day we, we have our own things to do like i'm going back right. right now so i have to work and all that and all. so so i guess it's 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 also healthy at the same time as long as you maintain that creative relationship i think you you would good yeah that, those are two good points and when we talk about personal life sauce um how did you got into that name and and like It's very interesting because the designs itself are, are originally made really by you, and and these are not like norm like the norm uh, shirt designs. Na, uh some say na cartoons are just making they they're making cartoons like doodles. just yeah doodles and stuff. So it's really different. Uh, it has a really deeper concept. So how did you come up with the name, and and how did you come up with the concept itself? Yeah, so Sauce actually started when uh, after the ECQ last year. So uh, uh, me and Jaren's actually trying to think that why don't we start a, a business? Because we've actually got into some some business before, but it's actually not really or it's not really for us. So we kind of like decided to venture out into something. So. Uh, After that ECQ, I was thinking that okay, why don't I try to start uh, making my brand? So I was thinking of a name, and uh, I think Sauce was just like uh, uh, a slang for source. Uh, oh, it's a source. Okay. The source is a source of income, so it's like a side hustle and all of that. So mm. I kind of like use the slang sauce, which is you will see normally on the internet. Uh, you have sauce and all of that, which is they're saying source. So I kind of like say, okay, so I'm gonna be. Uh, so why don't I use that? And then I try to search. Okay, there's no name with uh, a clothing brand with with that type of name or whatsoever. So I use that name, and then the designs. It was actually uh, I actually this have I actually have this type uh, this this dark influence with with when it comes to art. Wherein yeah. I don't want to be onto the uh, well, I wouldn't say mainstream side because I don't I don't know if there's like a mainstream uh part of of uh designing uh shirts but I guess I wanted to be more creative wherein uh I really wanted to draw. Uh I it would be easier if I would just like uh do it like a uh like majority of it is just like text and then like wordings and all of that. I mean I mean I would do that type of approach too. Uh I mean I actually did that for for this batch Oh, that's a new one. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
but for the designs itself i wanted to be more creative i wanted to have more like a darker uh a darker concept, concept but the colors would i mean contracept uh, mm. if you would see the colors they're like pink yellow and brown they're yeah. not like black and gray and all that so uh there's like actually a lighter part of the design that i wanted to do so uh I don't know. I, I'm actually still uh, learning the learning the uh, the 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 process. I'm I'm still new to this uh, clothing uh, industry type of thing, and then the the design. So I'm not gonna lie uh, that I'm still getting uh, still trying to get some references online and all of that. So, uh, but 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 of course uh, I, I I wanted to draw it myself because I don't want it to be something that uh, it's it's just like eating music. You don't want to serve people half baked or something cold or, or whatnot. I, I wanted to do something that I really spent time doing it, put all of the efforts in, in doing it, and then uh, I would feel uh, what do you call this? I would feel I, I, w- I would feel satisfied knowing that the designs that I make, I did it myself, and all of the efforts that I have. So. So I guess that's how sauce is going to be and all of my designs is going to be uh, staying that way. Uh, I, I'm on to details just like uh, other, like, like Turbo Hectic or Bakunawa were in. They're really mm-hmm. spending time doing the designs in detail. So I wanted to be that person as well who really uh, spends time in doing the details and all of that no matter how long it takes. Because of course, I mean, people are paying good money for, for the shirt. So you don't want to be just like... Make it work for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Agreed. Make it work for the buff. Yeah, and I think the last thing that I wanted to know is really the the new venture that you're you're putting yeah. in the market, Hungry Fella. How did it? How did you come up with the Hungry Fella? Like, yeah, yeah definitely. It's like really catchy. Yeah, Hungry Fella, and like, and and even the color scheme made it more like tasty. Did you like think about now? Okay, use green, red because most of the restaurants are are using that because it it it's kind of like um, enticing people to 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 eat. Or yeah. uh, it just really came out like that. So actually, uh, hungry fella came from a name that my uh, my like. Not even my best friend in high school. He was using that as a name in Counter Strike. So he was using uh, "Funny Fella" as a name mm. in, in Counter Strike. And I was like, when I when I first saw him use that name way back in high school, I was like, oh, it's it's a good name. How would I be able to come up with a name something like that? So I think when I was doing the the Hungry Fella thing, I was I was actually asking Jaren's what name are we gonna be using, and we we're like. Jaren's was like suggesting things and I was like okay it's good but I was it was actually originally it's supposed to uh, it was I was supposed to name the brand uh, Hungry Monster but uh, when I was doing the artwork I was like thinking why is he gonna be angry if this uh, and all of that stuff and then mm. when I did the artwork it, it turned out to be like a boy who is smiling and then the tongue is out and then I was Okay, hungry monster. It doesn't look like a monster. The monster, so yeah. Was, yeah. And then it came to me the the funny fella thing from way back in high school. And I was like, think, okay, why don't I use hungry fella? And then I asked Jaren's about that, and then and then she said, okay, it, it's it's a good name. And then for the colors, I always love pastel colors, even if you would like see the water bottle mm. combination. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I always love those type of combination of colors wherein it's it's colorful and then it's it's attractive. And I think that's one way of really branding your uh your product but, and then uh... really create a statement out of it. Because of course, if you're using like plain black and white or red and the, the common ones that uh out in the market right now, I think it's not really gonna stand out compared to be using like multiple colors and all of that. So I think that's where the idea came from. And uh I really love to cook uh even before, but I really just don't have the the opportunity because here at home my sister or my mom is the one cooking. So cooking. So this I one is have... really you're you're the ones really doing the Yes, I'm doing all the uh the, the work Jarens is also is also doing this uh uh, the, the recipes and all that, so it's a, mm. a collaboration effort. But she's kind of like afraid with frying it and with the oil. Mm, I understand. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, yeah. it's getting aside. But yeah, I, I was do, uh, I'm doing the cooking and all of that and that mixing. So um, yeah, it's it's something that I really want to do uh, even before. And uh, I think Marky and I before have planned to do this, and which is Marky's doing it right now as well with his tacos and all of that. So yeah. uh, I think I I just thought of like why don't I start cooking as well? Uh, because that's one thing that I wanted to do. And of course, with this pandemic, I mean, you really need to be creative with all of the resources that you have, with the side hustles and all of Agreed. that. So Agreed. Uh, I think that really uh, woke me up. Like my, my love for cooking has, uh, has, has been like restored that I really love to do it. So I think all of the things that I wanted to do in the past, I am starting to do it one by one right now. So, uh, it's another thing. I mean, I need to spend effort. It's not like I'm just doing this full time uh, because I still have work at, at night and, and, and all of that. So uh, yeah. you really need to balance everything on how you're going to be doing it from like music to cooking to creating design. So that's that kind of like pretty summed up to your first question earlier on what keeps yeah. us right. Yeah, and, and it, it's like we're, we're pretty much good at in that part balancing out everything in this one yeah, yeah. one take <laughs> ever yeah. since now. yeah so um i think uh overall that, that was really a good talk lua it's it's been a while uh since we had this kind of conversation it's really good yeah. thank you thank you for um letting letting me interview you and do you have anything to plug but before we we end uh, the session yeah of course i uh, just want to plug all of the social sites that uh, currently manage of course Sureball Iluilo uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook uh, you can find all the music that we have on uh, social media uh, Sauce uh, Sauce 5000 on uh, on Facebook and Instagram or Sauce Worldwide on Instagram as well and Hungry Fella uh, Iloilo is on Instagram and Facebook as well so you guys just check those if you are into merchandise, streetwear, check sauce. If you wanted to taste some of the uh, things that I do, like burgers and buffalo wings and all that, check Hungry Fella. And if you want to have some loud music with with that, check Sure Bolilido. So yeah, I, I'll put the the links in the description as well, uh, just thank so you. they have their reference. So again, thank you. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you this weekend. Yep. I'm gonna taste that burger Tomorrow. that you have. Yes, burger. Thank you. Thank you and stay safe. Thank you again.